time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm the blue ship. Hi, I'm the green ship. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we have been playing Bermuda Triangle. But I think there's some business first, so I'm going to hand over to Phil. Is some business first. So obviously last week we were playing the Star Trek VHS game, the Klingon Challenge, and we were talking about other VHS games. So I've just looked up a list of VHS games. Would you like to hazard a guess of when the first VHS board game was? Was. Hmm, well, so VHS, people were getting VHS players probably like at the earliest in the late 70s, so I'd say sort of 80s, and then you've got to have the idea for a board game. I don't know, was Atmospheres one of the first ones? No, 1986 was the first okay, one. Yeah. Candyland, the VHS game. What do you have to do in that? Well, so apparently very early on, games were just seeing could we VHSify existing games already? Hmm. So Candyland was basically just Candyland, but you watched video segments and there were like clues hidden in the videos that would help you. So keeping an eye out for clues on the screen, they would then have to quickly remove cards from the board that matched the clues. So it was like whatever you saw on the screen, you then had to take the matching cards. There you go. Okay, good effort to begin with. Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. That sounds fun. It was a conceived multimedia brand for children that encompassed interactive toys, comic books, and a Saturday morning TV show. Every episode of the TV series included a segment that involved interaction with specially designed Captain Power toys. When the toys were fired at the screen, they could detect special flashing patterns on the screen that enabled them to register hits and misses. What? That sounds a bit like an early multiverse <laughs> multimedia empire going on there. Well, that's, so, you know, like Duck Hunt on the NES, you know, those light gun games. Mm. So what? They sold a toy with the light gun and when the TV show was on, you fired the toy at the screen. That sounds that fucking sounds immense. Big too technical. I don't think it worked out. Because... Well, it says the TV series didn't last long, but then they sold the VHS tapes featuring footage from the show to use with the... Mm. That's still pretty ambitious. Then 1991 was Atmosphere. That's like, the I'd say, the most popular VHS game. Or yeah. the most well-known one. Oh, this is not in chronological order, stupid website. We've gone from 1991 back to 1986 again. Doorways to Adventure, old film clips, and then players had to bid on certain items and the person who got closest to the actual price won the item action max another light gun type one. Ooh, 221b baker street players could tag along with legendary sherlock holmes and his associate watson to help them solve mysteries by correctly answering questions posed by the videotape players could earn cards that revealed more about the mystery as the game progressed ultimately whoever solved the mystery won the game oh because remember we did that cluedo vhs game yes that actually worked quite that well. That did work quite well. But but replayability of VHS games surely can't be that high. I mean, Atmosphere, because you've got the board and it's different. Well, actually, no. I mean, because this is where DVD came in with Atmosphere. 1985 was the Cluedo video game. Because at least on the DVD of Atmosphere, it could randomly shuffle the chapters. Mm. Whereas on a VHS, you if you've played that enough times, you know when that guy's going to appear at a certain time and say something. Yeah. That's oh, so the only problem. He go so the cluedo was the first one 1985 because that's before 1986 yeah. i know my numbers this is the one that started them all it adapted classic cluedo with live action scenes played out on video real actors brought the famous characters to life it reached number 30 in the video cassette charts in 1986 and delivered parker brothers its first platinum video award but the thing is though there was the Cl- cluedo tv show so mm. you, you can see how that can be adapted then into an actually i don't know how different it really was because you're just watching and then you're working out the mystery i suppose 
suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that. Does Where's Wally, the TV show, count as an interactive game? No. Where is Wally? Well, then you could argue, you know, in the ad break, <laughs> Pokemon, where they show a shadow and, like, what's that Pokemon? Well, well yeah, that's that's either. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so VHS games, I didn't realise there were that many. Well, I mean, okay, there well, are There's a lot but... of DVD games you see now. That's true. But a lot of them are, like, sort of, interactive quizzes you know that early DVD interactive quiz where they yeah, just like work just out well how you can use a menu and they're a little bit trivial. slow yeah yeah but I, there's nothing really that's designed from scratch I don't think no it's always something that's adapted oh we can make this into a, like I don't think there's a market there or is there a market there I don't know I don't know, I don't know. but it seems like Atmosphere and the Star Trek one are the only ones with you know someone shouting at you at random periods and getting you to do stuff so I'm glad we own weird like Star Trek out of everything Atmosphere and Star Star Trek. No, I don't know. Yeah. You could do loads. You could do like, I don't know, James Bond or something. You could. You could do like it for a, a lot. I'm surprised hacker. actually that a lot of other franchises haven't done that. I would say let's make our own, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, so that was VHS Games. If you have been to the website lately, you will see that I've started colour coding the frag page. Just green, whether it was a win, or red, whether it was a loss. So, I thought it would be quite simple. I thought, you know, obviously all the highest frags would be greens, they'd be wins. Mm -hmm. And then there would be like a definite cutoff point where there would be, it would change to red and there would be losses. But there were a few surprises, which I noticed. And we've been a bit inconsistent with our scoring though is we or you no we because we frag we both frag here we go right so would you believe that okay i was shocked first of all i was shocked that firefly adventures you said was a win that was the one with the awful rules that we couldn't work out and it was yeah just... but yeah but the what was the frag high or low well no I, we'll go for that in a minute but first of all i just i was surprised that you said it was a win because it was an awful game but here we go the highest score scoring lose so this is the highest scoring frag that you still said was a lose right and i am shocked by this star wars destiny no you said that was a lose why and it got a frag of 17.25 god i really like star wars destiny when we played it when we played it for the episode you did not i need to listen to that back (laughs) well that's one of the ones where if you play it a couple of times now we've played that a few times i really like that one now i just i think i remember now it was all all those different cards yeah and i was just trying to get my head around what they all did yeah and what all the, there were so many different symbols but no that's really good i want to change it tough oh. and you know this next one's a shocker this is the lowest scoring game that you said was a win mm. it got a frag of <laughs> 9.75 Nine? and you said it was a win only rim no. You Which... said it was a win. The first one. Are you sure? Yep. I listened back mm, and I okay. did some epic colour coding. So you, sir, don't know what <laughs> you're on <right> about. <laughs> not trust Mark. Yeah, but I could not like it and say it's a lose, but you give it like the highest. No, that's frag, true. So that's going to skew it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought generally, because obviously Star Wars Destiny gets a lot of praise from you, but to know that originally you said it was a lose. Well, <laughs> but there we go. Yes, yes. The only other bit of business is that we've had listeners from Thailand, which I thought we'd had Thailand before, but obviously we haven't because I've kept a list of all the countries and we haven't had Thailand. So to Thailand, Thailand, to the Thai people, I'm going to say <laughs> Swati, I think. It was very difficult to understand what's just the Thai lady on Google Translate. Swati? Anyway, hello Thailand. Thank you for listening. Right, back to you. You're a mighty-
Right, okay, so today's game, Bermuda Triangle. Well, so tell us about finding this. Well, I originally thought, I can't remember, someone mentioned it on Twitter, and I can't remember whether it was just in the general process of something, or whether it was for the, you know, when we got the listeners to suggest which games to play next. But either way, I was really intrigued by the idea of Bermuda Triangle, and I just sort of put it on my list and kept it in my head, never really sort of thinking that we'd ever find it. I think someone tweeted because I remember did they tweet a photo saying yes. playing Bermuda Triangle maybe and you were like oh that looks interesting I think that's what it was yeah 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 anyway whatever happened someone from listener land got this on our radar and we were just casually mooching about the shops yesterday and you spotted it well because it's a 70s game so it's not yes, like you're going to go to the shop and get it it was in like a second hand shop I was like oh there you go boom yeah and so he, Rand, it wasn't yeah, looking for it didn't you know it was just in the back of you know my mind and there it was got it for like 15 quid which and it's all there and it all works and it's good condition lovely yeah are you okay getting a second hand game <laughs> well for when it's stuff like this yeah, yeah when okay. the only option is to get it second hand then yeah that's fine well I'll read the box then yeah it's a 70s box yep and it's got lots of sort of capital letters in the to make it more dramatic so Bermuda Triangle the game of vanishing ships the Bermuda Triangle, where dozens of ships and planes have disappeared without explanation, is the setting for this suspenseful game. The sinister mystery, hang on, the sinister mystery cloud hovers, weaves and sweeps, swallowing up your ships as it passes. Can you make it home with your cargo or will your fleet become just one more victim in the Bermuda Triangle? Capital letters. Sail your fleet from port to port. Watch out, the mystery cloud can pass over. Ships may mysteriously vanish. Uh, So this is from 1976, made in England. 76, was it? Oh, it says copyright 76 here. Oh, wow, okay. MB Games, ages 8 to adult, 2 to 4 players. When? A fun workforce is a one workforce. Well, yeah, so looking at it, I thought it was going to be something like a sort of battleship style thing because you've got the board and it's got a lovely map of a, of the sea, <laughs> with which the is obviously the Bermuda Triangle. But it's got the sort of battleship style, like, dots all over the board, like a yeah. grid. Can I just say, I'm glad that it's a, like an actual map of the world because I didn't really know where the Bermuda Triangle was, but I can see the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So what's this one? Cuba. Yeah. Okay, and Jamaica. All right, so we know it's in that sort of area. Well, thank you, board. And you've got your counters so the ships go in one straight line. Well, not a straight line, up and down, weaving from port to port. So there's a port in each corner of the board. And the idea is you roll the die and you have four ships and you... you go round in order and you pick up cargo from each port uh, and each cargo cut their cards uh, so they have different numbers on and it's the first player to get up to £350,000 worth of stuff and cargo so you've got like bananas and timber and oil and stuff so yeah heading round your ships you're collecting your points bananas I have got £10,000 worth of bananas. Oh, the middle of the ocean is the worst. Yeah. It's literally the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> it literally is, guys. I'm going to full speed ahead. Some oil. £70,000 worth. Oh, I only got forty grand worth of timber. Oh. Fucking cheap timber bastards. Give me some oil. 100000 worth of oil. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to get in there and get some timber. 20 grand worth of timber. Slowly chugging to Sugarland. 
get some oil. When in doubt, get some oil. 60 grand worth of oil. 90,000. Oh, well done, <laughs> But there is a Bermuda Triangle Storm compass thing that's in the middle here. And it's a really good piece of apparatus, actually. Yeah. Because it's this weird shaped storm thing. And underneath, there are some magnets. So it hovers above the board. It's on a stand and it hovers above the board. So at the end of each turn, you spin a compass wheel and it will give you coordinates and then you move this you, well you you hover this magnet thing over the top which is what the little battleshipy dots for are for so you go like east seven or whatever and it goes across and so it's hovering above your but, counterpieces right, before, because it's an irregular shape there's also an orientation so it tells you to like rotate it so many points yeah. and then move it east southwest whatever so because it's just hovering over your boats have got little magnets on top so if it happens to go over where your the storm heads over where your boat is and the storm rotates it will pick up your boat magnetized so that is your ship vanished into the storm and that piece is out yeah and that's the basic game really it's fairly simple but it, i just really like this magnety bit it's yeah. a good idea it's a good way of doing it it's a roll and move but instead of you know your basic roll and move games where they have perils on the spaces you know if you land on this space you go back or you miss a turn or whatever instead of the perils being on the track the perils are this shifting randomly moving shit storm that can come and fuck you up yeah that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Right, I've gone straight yes. into the storms. <laughs> the uh, seas have parted for me. Ooh. Storm's swallowing us. Right. Maybe it'll swing south like the last one. Well, I shan't be moving that boat. A10 east. No. <laughs> oh, no. There's a storm heading our way. Or your no. way. Get to port. Run away. Well, you're not even safe in port, mm, though, are you? Not some of them. H E7. <laughs> You're dead. No. <laughs> See whether your boat survives. I've disappeared into the triangle. Quick, go to the middle while you can. Yeah, get around this dangerous part of the middle. It is in the <laughs> timber port. Oh, it didn't it's take your boat. Your boat is still alive. You're sailing towards the storm. Well, it's going to go the other way. South F10. Got out of there just in time. North. Oh, shit. <laughs> See? Uh, oh no, it might miss me. One. No, it didn't get me. I survived. I mean, I'm still not safe. <laughs> Sailing close to the edge. That is very dangerous. I need to get to the home port. F south 10. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I reckon I'm okay. Okay. I mean, I'm like, if it rotates, I'm probably gone. Quick, out of the middle. North. No. No. Gary. <laughs> that was a dangerous bit of storming. So, yeah, it's quite a, a simple order of things. Move your boats, collect, storm will come in. Yeah. Did you have a strategy when you were playing this? I... So, initially, I was thinking, why, what's, like, four boats is too much to keep track of. Obviously, I started with one boat, and I would move that boat as round as much as I could. The rule is you can't move into the storm. So, if the storm is blocking your way, your boats just have to wait. So, if my boat encountered a blockage, then I would move on and see if I could move the next boat. If the ports are full, 
all the ports only have four boat spaces. So if all those spaces are occupied, your boat has to wait outside until one of the spaces is free. So, you know, I was focusing on one boat until I could move that boat no longer, and then I would focus on the next boat. That was it. And obviously, yes, four boats seem unnecessary at the start, but once the storm starts taking your boats, you know, you might find yourself with only one boat left, for we, example. Yeah, we lost a boat each in this. We did. What was your strategy? Well, yeah, it's good that you've got the four, because, yeah, mine, I, I started off going straight in towards the storm yeah. by accident, so I had to stop, and then <laughs> I left it there and hoped that the storm wouldn't come my way, and then got another boat in a completely different area of the corner. So while you're sort of trying to avoid the storm, yeah, but you, you can do that, but there are points where it is forcing you to go across the water where yeah, you so are in danger quite a lot. It's, to to not, it's not a not straight easy. path just round the outside. No. The path between bananas and oil, for example, proper loops into the middle of the storm yeah. territory. So you've got to pick your... If you, so if I got like a six or a five, I was like, right, I'm going to go for it while the storm isn't there and just quickly get across if yeah. I can. But if I had a one or a two, I would be in a corner just getting another boat going along. True. But also... Quite so, no, go on. Well, I was like, imagine, because this is up to four, four players. players. Yeah. Be really crowded, actually, trying to get round. But then the storm would be ganking and boats. And the storm would be getting everyone, yeah. But it's worth saying, so there's a couple of other sort of elements. There's a sort of taking element, I suppose. You know, like in Ludo, when you land on someone and you send them back to home. If your boat lands exactly on an opponent's boat, you send them back to the previous port, which is a bit, you know, a shit. If you're aiming for particularly timber or whatever and you keep getting sent back, fine. But it's worth saying, some of the ports, or all of the ports, if the storm goes right to the edge of the grid, it can get you out of the port, can't it? Yeah. Like, definitely, if it's if it's rotated the right way and if it goes the right, you're not safe in the port. Another strategic thing, which didn't come into play, but I think probably, so there are different amounts of cards for things. So there's eight sugar cards, but there's only four oil cards, I think, or five. Oh, I didn't realise that. So does that suggest that oil is probably worth more than sugar? Oh. So that could be a strategic one, trying to get to... Get to, to the thing. I was just going whatever was the nearest yeah, port as so was as I. possible. Oh yeah, oil is, is higher numbers. Yeah. But also, the sugar port is called the home port, and so if you get there, you get a home port bonus, which is just an extra 20 grand. So you could strategically try... Just go like back and forth between... Well no, because you can only move one way along the shipping routes, oh, can't yeah. you? But you could sort of aim for the higher scoring cargo first, if you wanted. But again, I would just moving whichever boat I could. Well yeah, it depends where the storm's going really. It does, and no one knows. No, it's no. a mystery to this day, the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not much else to it really, is there? No, it's very, very simple. Well, as you'd well, expect actually, from a 70s yeah. game. Well, I say that, but actually, there's enough. You don't want any other extra stuff, because you've got the, you've got to collect the stuff, you're keeping an eye on the compass, you've got four boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, it didn't like drag on or anything. No, no, no. I just love how in the past, it's because of fun. technology, they were forced to make cool things with magnets and cool stuff. Like, you wouldn't do that now, would you? I was trying to think, that, what is there anything similar with this sort of hovering magnet device? There isn't really anything. No, I don't there. think so. Yeah. It's a really good idea. I was very surprised at how good this magnet cool thing is. And yeah. It's exciting. Because it you don't know if the, it's going to get you or not. No, because, so, the magnet area, even though the storm cloud is this huge blob thing, there's only very specific magnet strips on the underside. So even if the storm passes over you, you might not get grabbed by the magnet, or you might, it's very, ooh, who knows, who knows. There's definitely an air of tension when the storm passes over you, isn't there? Yes, definitely. Please make sure you hit your fun quota. Well, should we frag? Yes, let's frag. Okay, fun. I'm going to go three. Oh, no. 
That's okay. Happened. Like, the, it was good, but just a bit too simple. You know, take away the storm element and you are just moving around. And it's I know you are moving around, but yeah, but it's fun because the, you're doing the compass thing. I know. You're twisting the thing. I'm going to say four. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's not like outstanding the most amazing, but surprisingly, it is fun. Cool. Replayability. Three again? Well, it's always going to be random with the storm. True. I mean, it's a fairly quick game. How long? What? I don't know. Are we... Half of 30 minutes at the most? Yeah. I'm going to say three then. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Maybe after a couple of games. But it is quite... I think it is quite fun to... If it's Yeah, if you've got four players as well. Yes. I think that's going to be a different experience. Four players, obviously, there would be a lot more blocked ports. Yeah, that's the thing. Trying to like overtake each other, go back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Aesthetic. Four. Yeah, I mean, it's very sort of technical, the board, the the artwork. Oh, it's literally like the map is straight out of an atlas, isn't it? And then the storm is very artistic and swirly. Yeah. It's got some great artwork on the board. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like an oil painting of a ship at sea. I'm going to go three. So, okay. Yeah. So it's, it is, it's got a 70s vibe, hasn't it? It has. It's like 70s. you're not going to get any sort of cartoon pirates or captains no, or no, anything no. on this but site. It's, <laughs> it's literally Atlas. It's secondary school geography Atlas. Yeah. That's you know, the vibe. You, where the, the blue of the sea is that almost too bright neon sort of so who do you think this is aimed for I mean it says it's age 8 to adult yeah yeah I know but if, if I don't know it feels like what was the one that we said where everyone in the 70s is going to be in their beige living room after dinner oh mastermind mastermind it's mastermind. it's yeah and that's not I think this is a bit of an older audience but I don't know is like I'm obviously I, I can't see I'm not a family game Bermuda Triangle history but you do very rarely hear about anything going missing in the Bermuda Triangle these days was the 70s like oh my god just shit vanishing left right and centre <laughs> yeah, was that the height of it when did I, it first happen I don't know like Is I'm wondering was this did this count as like I don't know current affairs game <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah it's. I think it's a slightly older audience Okay, I think I might, I'm going to make a note of just Bermuda Triangle history for next episode. I think stuff happens all the time. I think it's maybe it was discounted as like, a just oh, this is where lots of storms happen. Yeah. It's not like a mystery. It's not like aliens or anything. Well, or is it? Who knows? Gameplay. Four. Yeah, like, four. Know, nice and simple. Nothing. I, it's, just, it's the cool magnet thing. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it fun. If you have a gadget in the game, it always <laughs> brightens it up. But it's a very simple game play easy to follow yep just pick it up straight away and the coordinate stuff is fairly simple to yep to pick up i like i like a little spinny thing absolutely it's got all the bases covered hasn't it got magnets yeah. it's got a spinner yeah well done milton bradley limited Okay, so that gives it a frag of 14. That's which good. Is perfectly respectable. Very respectable. Okay. Uh, and I will say it's a win. Hey, there you go. Oh, it's got to be. Okay, it's 97 38. We're getting close to that 100 wins <laughs> goal. There you go. Well, yeah. There we are. Well, have you triangle. played the Bermuda Triangle? Let us know. Have you what played other... the Bermuda Triangle or have you flown over, sailed through the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... they, oh, you know, whenever we get an unknown territory. Oh, my God, it's. It's people listening from it. It's Amy Johnson or whoever it was. Amelia Earhart. Which one? The both of them? Probably. It's all of them. All of you in the Bermuda Triangle. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well, as nautical themed games go, I think it's very good. It's up there in the yeah. in the top ten. Yeah. There's quite a few nautical themed games, isn't there? Yes. 
It's just a unique concept, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's what... Yeah. It's a nice surprise because, yeah, I, it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. No. That's good stuff. Okay. Oh, well, I've been Mark. I've been Phil. And remember, non-relinquent in Arca Operculo. You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us at Twitter at Fun Organised. And remember... No, I've already done that bit. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, Lunafiles. <laughs> Bye. Now it's time when we stop. Good night. Good night.